listeners we are back in the studio we are so excited this is your girl Titania and I have Kelly hey Kelly hey and Shankara hey everybody and my girl Annette hello 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 y'all we are back how y'all doing it's been what a few months we took some time off to really rest and recharge and rejuvenate and all the R's that we do and taking care of ourselves because we know we, we tell y'all that right so we have to go ahead and and do what we what we say for you all to do so we have to lead by example so we're excited to be back in the studio the ladies are all here we're refreshed so good evening everyone so this evening we're going to talk about something that has been so dear to all of us and i know it's been um, a topic that you all have been talking out there in the masses and we're going to talk about birthing your purpose out of pain Right. So this is a topic that can go in so many directions. Right. And so we're going to just have a little roundtable girlfriend chit chat this evening and talk a little bit about that. So I want to ask you ladies a question. You know, we've been um, taking this time off to really reflect, I know, for me on a lot of things. And I know you ladies have also been doing a lot of reflecting as well. But, you know, what is it? You know, first of all, I'd like to you know, talk to you about overcoming painful moments. Because Lord knows, I've had them, you all have had them, and really how you how you really birthing your purpose from those painful moments. So I'm going to start with you, Shankara, <laughs> as you're looking at me, because y'all know we're in a studio, right? So we can see each other. Um, talk, 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 to, talk to us a little bit about um, overcoming some painful moments that I know that you've had over the last 18 months and how you're really trying to um, birth your purpose from those moments. Mm-hmm. I think we all, I think if nothing else, 2020 has made us all look at our lives and talk about resetting, right? Got to reset some things. I mean, and, I, and, I, and to Tanya's point, um, had a lot of pain over the last 18 months. I lost my stepfather. I lost two of my aunts. I lost my cousin all to COVID. Um, I lost another aunt to cancer, who's like my second mom. And on top of that, I was diagnosed with a health condition that I'm dealing with. And so I say this to everybody, you know, we're going to always have those seasons. And our pastor talks about this all the time in our church. You're going to have seasons, right? Where you're going to go through some things because he's trying to birth you into the next level of your life. And I feel like um, when you accept, right, right where you are, right at that time, and you learn to live in that moment, you may not be happy, may not be content may not work for you, but you learn to live in that moment because you know there's something that you're going to gain that's going to help your life be a better life. When you finally come out of it, it makes it easier. So for me, it's been just trying to look at all the situations and experiences I've had and trying to learn something positive from them, trying to take something positive from each of those different experiences. So I I think when we all go through, and we're all going to go through, no one's immune to um, experiencing pain. No one's immune to going through grief. No one's immune to anything. We all have to have those ebbs and flows in life. That's what makes life life, right? So I think it's more about how you decide, how you decide, and this is a word I've been using a lot, how you you decide to intentionally, right? How you decide to intentionally 
deal with those things? You let them make you curl up in the bed and, you know, just give up hope. Or do you say, you know, this too shall pass. I'm going to get through this because of, and because of who, who lives in me, who strengthens me. It's all about your approach. But I think when it comes to going through what you go through and you're trying to get to your purpose, you know, there's a purpose for whatever you're going through. If you keep that, if you keep that mindset of I'm going to be intentional, I'm going to be positive and I'm going to get what I need to get out of this as positive to help move me to the next level. I think it makes it easier to go through that pain when you're trying to figure out what it is you're trying to birth. That's good. That's real good. Um, Kelly. Hey, girlfriend. I was hoping hoping you didn't come to me next because (laughs) I, um, I'm, I'm going to agree with everything that my sister just said um, in terms of keeping, you kind of have to keep your eye on the vision, keep your eye on what you know God has called you to do. Keep your eye on, you know, remembering who you are and whose you are um, so that when those trials and tribulations come, yeah, they're going to be, I don't know. The, the, sometimes I think we need to find a deeper word than pain because sometimes it's, it's the pain is so deep that it's sometimes difficult to get past. And when people tell you, oh, just, you know, get past it. Um, that easy. When I, listen, when I lost my mother, that's been four years ago now, and I'm still not past it. Right. But I can say that in remembering um, what she taught me, who she was to me, remembering, you know, that, that she is within me and, you know, um, you know, just kind of going through a process, allowing myself to go through a process of grief um, in a healthy way, um, I think has helped manage that pain, um, though it has not gone away. Um, so as I think it's the same thing with, you know, with, with challenges that we have in our life. I've had I don't even want to list them all <laughs> um, over the past eight. Look, cause y'all know over the past 18 months, you know, 12 months, I can't even, I can't even, can't even begin. Um, but not by my strength mm. do I make it day to day. I make it because I rely on the Lord. And that's just me personally, you know, everybody's got their own, you know, everybody's got their own, you know, religion, whatever, whatever. But for me, if I didn't have the Lord, (laughs) I probably would be shriveled up, up under this bed, still crying and, and whatnot. But that, so you get your strength from a higher place than yourself. Um, that continues to refocus you on the vision that he's given you on who you are and just you know honey look there's nothing nothing impossible for God nothing and so therefore there's nothing that we can go through that he won't pull us through that he won't allow us to see the other side of if we just hold on don't quit and continue to uh, to look to him so that's my. That's good, Kelly. Um, <clears throat> I hope I don't tear up as we go through this, through this, but and then I'm going to throw it over to you. 
Oh, I'm the crybaby, so I'm already crying. But first of all, y'all can go run your Wednesday errands because you know this is my favorite subject and you come back and I'll still be talking, still be running my <laughs> mouth. Um, but <laughs> ditto to everything that you all have said, but like I'm coming off of Kel because she spoke last because she was talking about, you know, trying to almost being in a fetal position. Listen, mm. we've all been there and it's amazing because people always talk about our pictures on Facebook and how gorgeous and amazing we look and they don't even know all of the stuff that we have been through, going through, yada, yada, yada. So I will just say to you all that me personally, everything you all just said, and do you look at it as half full, half empty? You all know that expression, how you look at life. But from this time I was a child, I have always known this ain't right. This don't look right. This don't sound right. But something in my gut would tell me bigger than me. I didn't even know what to call him. I didn't know it was God, but something always was whispering to me. I got you. I got yeah. you. And Kelly always says this to me. She says, whenever I get into a situation, I hear that little voice that said, but I got you, Kay. I got you. And just mm -hmm. keep on trucking. And they're, they're, I'm telling you. Um, but for me, knowing that as a child, and then some kind of way it dissipates, right? And then um, we're in the studio, so our listeners can't see us. I got a little book about. Oh, 20, yeah. Is it 20 years ago, you guys now? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yes. 20 years ago. Yes. So yeah. to, our, to our listeners, it's called The Purpose Driven Life. And it was by Rick Warren. And yes. I'm telling you, I'm a voracious reader, but I think I read that in two days. I was um, recovering from surgery. And like T said, when she opened, we spent the summer recuperating, um, reviving ourselves, whatever the word she used, R&R. But let me just read this to you. This book is dedicated to you before you were born. God <clears throat> planned this moment. It is October 2nd, y'all. And he yeah. knows what is going to happen to me October 3rd, 5th, 7th. And he has always had my back. And those are the times that, those are the times where I'll reach back and say, okay, Nan, but just know that he always has your back no matter what it is. Yep. And all four of us collectively could write some books, right? <laughs> Absolutely could. <laughs> we are best still sellers, here. Man, might I add too. But, yeah. best <laughs> but we're That's still good. here and we're still kicking still it. We're, we're able to pass it on to someone else. So, um, that's, that's my two cents. No, that's good, y'all. That's really good. So the word that I've been really focusing on over the summer is anchored, like mm. yes. unmovable. Mm -hmm. um, Kelly hit it, Shankar, you all hit it. Um, not only the Lord, but relationships. Like mm -hmm. I have such a supportive girlfriend, sisterhood, um, and they all serve a different purpose, right? So if I need someone who needs to pray for me, I know who to call. Who needs to laugh? You know, Shankar and I, you know, Shankar and I are business partners. So a lot of, we, we share a lot of personal things, which is a great sounding board, just in life. Like God does not want you to go through this alone, right? Yeah. There's some things that my husband, Joe, may not get um, or may respond the way I don't want him to respond. I don't know how that goes, right? But girlfriends is different. Yeah. To have that community, that tribe, it is so, so important. So you all out there, listeners, please make sure you do not go in seclusion hmm. um, because that's when depression hits. Um, <clears throat> I, there's, there's been times where I feel like I'm depressed, but I know how to bring myself out of it. 
very quickly. That's just, um, I call it a gift that, um, cause I can lay in the bed for a couple of days, but after two days, I got to get up. Yeah. You have to get up. Um, so but I, but let me add something really quick to you because it'll leave my brain space. September was suicide prevention month and a lot of our brothers and sisters didn't make it mm-hmm. because of that. And so having someone to fall back on, I don't care if it's a 1-800 hotline number, right. yeah. please, you got to reach out. You have to reach out. So I just want to throw that in there because. And check on your want- girlfriends, y'all, because I've, I've been, I've been intentional about this, this month. Girlfriends I haven't talked to in a while. If they come across my mind, I'm texting them. How you doing? What's going on? You need yeah. to chat, like, and check on me too. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, Kelly lost her mom four years ago. She's still not through it. Yeah. We get through it, but you don't get past it. Check on your girlfriends. You know what I mean? So I wanted just to share that. So, you know, as, we, as we're talking today, having really, really good dialogue, um, Shankar, I want to ask you, you know, like what is living on purpose really mean to you? Why is it so important to live on purpose with a purpose? You know, I was reading an article um, that was published um, by a gentleman by the name of Mark. I believe his name is um, Mark McCrandall. And he is an author, a speaker, and a transformational coach. And Tanya, the question you're asking me, he said something when I was reading this article just just last night, I was reading this article. I'm just trying to get my thoughts together for today's show. Um, And he said, there's a difference between living a life of purpose and a life on purpose. And that just kind of resonated with me. me. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he basically said that when you live a life on purpose, it's authentic, right? There's no um, prodding of you, what you need to do. You kind of live in that moment, right? And you do things from the heart, from the spirit, because that's what you, because it's on purpose. You're doing it in that moment versus when you live a life of purpose, right? The, 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 the exact word to use where you're living a life of a robot. Because you're doing all the things that you that you've been told you should do, right? You should check right. on this person. You should do this. You should go here. You should you should um, show up and be seen as this 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 great helpful person. And he said it's not coming necessarily from the spirit. Sometimes it could be. Sometimes it may not be. But it's not always coming from the spirit. It's not always coming from within. It's what you believe. You've been told what society says you should do. So you're living a life of purpose, right? Serving others and doing what you need to do at least what you think you should be doing, as opposed to living a life on purpose. And he said, we really need to begin looking at living a life on purpose more than a life of purpose, because it's more authentic, right? And it comes from the heart and it comes from the spirit. And when it comes from the heart and it comes from the spirit, it's genuine, right? And so that just really resonated with me. And I think for me, um, I'm definitely trying to live a life more on purpose than of purpose. I really am because I think that we get hung up in, and, and we were all talking about this and kind of alluded this to this. And I'm going to say this, you know, especially as women, right? I'm going to say African American women specifically. We have this, um, this, and I'm going to use the word God complex, right? That we can just do everything. We we can do everything. We want no help. We got it all, and that's not true. It's not true. And, and at some point that begins to, you begin to see yourself deteriorating if you don't get out of that mindset. We need help just like everyone else needs help, right? And in living our life of being on purpose, right? Not of purpose, but on purpose, you have to figure out 
what dimensions help to support living that life on purpose, right? And focus on them and not be so concerned about living a life of purpose where you're doing everything and you're spreading yourself so thin that you're not able to be authentic about what you're doing. So I, I just think that when you talk about that, you know, being on purpose or of purpose, I think it's very important for me to, to live a life on purpose, right? Not of purpose, on purpose. And so I'm really trying to, to do that in a number of different ways where I'm trying to do a lot of self-reflection for me right now. It's a big thing for me. I'm learning how to say no. I didn't know I'd always do that. I'm learning how to say no now, which I didn't always want to do. So I think there, each of us develops our own toolbox, right? For how we live a life on purpose. Um, and for me, my toolbox is still is still in, um, in development. I'll say it's still in the lab. It's being developed right now. But I am definitely, if 2020 did not show us that, you know, we could be here today and gone tomorrow. Now, how you decide to live that, that, that span between being here and when you're gone, it's up to you, right? So you have to figure out how to take that and be more on purpose about that, be more authentic about that. And that's what I'm really working on trying to do as I try to live a life on purpose because living a life on purpose for me, I define as being my authentic self and doing things that come from the heart and not because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do, but it's because mm-hmm. it's what I, it's what I, it's what I know innately I'm supposed to do and not what the world says I'm supposed to do. That's good. That's real good. Kelly. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Why is living on purpose so important to you? Why is living on purpose so important to me? Um, I'm going to go back to when I was a little girl. <laughs> Get on that. This is not... This is not Kelly's personal therapy session, but (laughs) (laughs) I just, I mean, I, there was something about, um, being connected to it. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to keep, I'm probably going to keep bringing this up because this is my anchor. You know, you talked about anchor before, but being connected to the spirit Mm -hmm. and as a little girl, I didn't necessarily have a relationship with God yet, but there was, you know, you were always, you know, you're taking the church, you know, and you're, you're, you, you learn about him, but you don't have a relationship with him yet. But I had this thing, like I wanted that. I really want to be connected to something bigger than me. Mm. And it was because, and I'll share this. It was because there was so, so much turmoil even as a little girl, there was so much turmoil in, in my life, you know, with family and stuff. Um, and, and even as, you know, and I'll share this at five, I think I was like five years old being um, molested. There was so much turmoil that I reached for something outside of myself to, to anchor me, to try to help me hang on to some hope that there was more than what I was seeing right here in my life. Right. And so over time, you know, as you grow and you start to understand, you do start building, you build a relationship with God and you start understanding about purpose. That really became that purpose for me became my connection with what God really wanted to see happen in my life. Not what was happening in my life, but what, wh- why God brought me here. He didn't bring me here to go through the crap. He didn't bring me here for that. 
He brought me here for a reason. And so that gave me something outside of what my physical, and Annette kind of talked about a little bit, what your physical eyes see that you're going through. It gave me something outside my physical eyes to attach myself to. So it, it, you know, for me, it's very spiritual, my purpose. And it's what keeps my heart beating. It's what keeps me from, it keeps me from going to that dark place. Because if I keep looking at what's happening around me, I will go to a dark place. And if I'm just looking at what's in my, what I see with my physical eyes, it can be very depressing. And then, you know, maybe I wouldn't do it, but but maybe you don't know, it could affect you in such a way that you lose hope. And then you become one of those people who unfortunately succumb to suicide, mm-hmm. right? And so, so, but to have something that I can say, okay, things look really crazy around me, but I know that God has me here for a greater purpose than myself. I know that I'm attached spiritually to something and someone um, that gives me hope, that gives me a reason to be here and to continue um, every day. And I'm not saying that, you know, I I have to say this because sometimes um, there are those days, right? Where you're just like, I know I'm not supposed to be looking at what's around me, but daggum it, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's right here in front of me. And I have to address it. I have to deal with it. And it's, it's life. It's real. It, you know, and I'm a human being and I'm seeing this and I'm feeling it and I'm, you know, and so, but, but that's why it's so important to have that relationship. I think, um, because then there's that voice that says, Hey, baby girl, like Annette said earlier, Hey, baby girl, remember, I got you. Come on, let's talk about this thing. Remember the vision I gave you? Remember the purpose I told you you have? Remember who you belong to? You're God's baby girl. You know, so you know I got you. And I'm not going to let you fail. And I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. And so, you know, and I'm not not trying to make it deep or spiritual. or I'm just telling you what it is for me and what keeps me intact when things around me are going crazy. So no, that's, that's, I, that's a long way to answer your question about purpose. But for me, mm-hmm. it's more than just, you know, I was brought here to birth a wonderful business. It's more than that. A little deeper than it's that. More than that. Yeah. yeah. So when did you realize you were walking in your purpose? I just finished a project with a gentleman. Um, it's a movie about trauma and uh, PTSD. And when I got involved with it, um, cause I too, and I'm, I don't think I publicly have ever said this, but I also have, um, dealt with molestation and what that does to you. So when I signed on for the project, we just did a Q and a in Atlanta and someone said, why did I get involved? And I said, because there's always, there's never been a voice. Um, some, someone, the voiceless needed a voice. And so I, I just closed the page to Rick Warren's book again, but he talks about how God says, it's not about the shoes and the cars and the houses. It's he knew when when I was going to be born. He knew my birth date. He knew, OK, these two ain't supposed to be together, but now they're together and they don't have my child. So, you know, I mean, that's just the way I have conversations with God. 
And um, I hate to get off topic and answer your question, T, but I think I knew it because I felt at home and at peace when I was dealing with this director. And for the trauma that he went through at the age of five, it's unbelievable to me that he is walking around. And we just had this real connection. And we talked about how gonna go through pain, y'all. It's it's inevitable. It's it's but God wants the glory. And so sometimes that I think that's the if I'm answering your question, that's when I knew, okay, I write for a living, but that's not why I'm here. Mm. You know, it, I I need to show another young lady or men, men get overlooked with molestation sometimes that you can come through it. And some of my brothers and sisters, again, don't make it out of that depression, molestation. They don't make it. And so I remember God whispering to me, but you will speak to throngs of people. And I am telling you, the last three months have changed my life tremendously because I'm being asked to speak at different engagements. And it's like 10 years ago, I could not have said yes to that because I'm fearful. So I think God said to me, Annette, I know that you're going to go through this, but I got you. And you're going to speak to thousands of, of women, men that have gone through the same thing. And so anytime I am in a healing situation, I used to write about wounded, ill, and injured soldiers. Again, I felt like I had found my home mm-hmm. and, and this is what I was here to do. So I don't know if that answers your question, but there's a peace that comes over you that yeah. comes naturally. And I said to Kelly the other day, why is it that when I have to deal with this, it's effortless? And I said, okay, I get it. Yeah. And there, I, I just posted a picture not long ago on Facebook when I was in um, Colorado, Garden of the Gods, you have to go see it. And he was talking to me then. It's such a, it's a peaceful moment. And I was going through some stuff back then with a family member. And it, it's like, he spoke to me. I got you. Don't you worry. I got you. All that <clears throat> pain is for a purpose. And I'm going to show you. And in less than three years, he showed me. So those peaceful moments, um, which I like to say the joyful moments as well, where you just know, and it's effortless. See, that's important. That's the key. When you do something that's effortless, that does not take a lot of um, effort and it's enjoyable, that's when you're, 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 you become one with God and it's just easy. Not that there's not hard work involved with it, but it's what you enjoy doing and it's just effortless. And so that's a, that's a, that's a great, I love what you said about that in it. Cause I think that um, sometimes we think we're walking in our purpose um, and God is, it, and sits us down and says, that's not what I want you to do. And so for me, the voice of God sometimes is cloudy because maybe because I don't sit down long enough to really hear it being transparent. But as I begin to, to grow in the word, those peaceful moments are where you hear his voice and you have to make yourself sit down to listen um, because those where you're going to get the major nuggets that's going to apply to your life that you can go and just store. And then we're so proud of you. Like over the last couple of months, you know, we've been watching you. We haven't did our podcast in a couple of months, but I see you, girl. We see you because you are doing it effortlessly. And I know there's hard work in the background that you're doing. You just have a, a peace about you, a joy about you. 
that is just, um, we got a front row seat watching this movie. And so we're so excited for you, my sister. Listen, so. I, I think I share that love with all of you and you all have done wonderful things. And we will talk about those wonderful nuggets well, and moments. When we come back, we're going to take a break, everybody. More wonderful moments to come. Stay with us. Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, airing Mondays at 8 a.m., hosted by Joe. Russ and yours truly Boom. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs, our messes and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron. One podcast at a time. Classy, chic, cultured, custom group travel. That's the Exceptional Travel Destination Travel Club way. From Miami to Dubai and all the places in between, XTD Travel Club has you covered. Whether you're planning a vacation or staycation, here at XTD Travel Club, we believe your next vacation is only limited to how big you are willing to dream. Customized, all-exclusive, Upscale travel for groups is what we do. Celebrating a milestone birthday, anniversary, or just want to get away with family and friends, but you want someone else to plan the trip? From the black car service that picks you up and takes you to the airport to the group dinner at your all-inclusive resort, well, our XTV Concierge Travel Service has you covered. And did we mention we offer installment painted plans on many of our packages? Well, we do. So we've got you covered there too. You just tell us where and when, and we will take care of the rest. Visit us today on the web at www.exceptionaltravel.com. That's exceptional with an X. On Facebook at Exceptional Travel Destinations Travel Club, or on Instagram at Exceptional Travel Destinations, or call us at 844-XTD-TRAVEL and get ready to live, explore, and celebrate one XTD vacation at a time. Mention code EELVK10 and receive 10% off your first travel package with XTD Travel Club. Welcome back everyone to the E-Lounge. Today is a very, very special session for all of us. We're talking about uh, pain and purpose. And we're sharing some very personal stories, uh, each and every one of us about what purpose means to us um, and how to get past the pain or how to deal with the pain and, and, um, and really understand the purpose of the pain and, and, and how to move through it. And so um, I'm going to kind of toss it over to my sister, Shankar, because I know that she has some things that she'd like to share with our audience today. Shankar, hey, sister. 
Hey, my sister, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I love our new in-studio setup. I'm really loving this, guys. If you guys can see us out there in e-lounge land, you'd see that we're all in studio and it's, it's an amazing experience um, today. So we're just happy to be back yeah. with our, our actual listeners. Um, you know, we've been talking about um, pain and birthing your purpose out of pain. And, you know, there's a question I have asked myself uh, repeatedly. Um, and I had a discussion with, uh, I was I was at an appointment maybe about four months ago and myself and the lady that I had the appointment with and another customer that was there, we got to talk about this topic. And, we, and the question that we raised was why? Why is purpose often birth out of pain? And so I decided to do some research because you guys know I'm a, I'm a, as Annette, I'm a voracious reader. I research everything. Tanya will tell you that about me to the nth degree. This is my personality. So I decided to do some research on, on why that might be the case. And I found an article, and I want us to talk about this to see what you guys think about this. I found an article written by Anastasia um, Belay, and it was written by Forbes magazine that talked about purpose. And it said the reason why purpose right, from a business perspective, personal perspective, is often birthed out of pain is because one of the things it does is that it gives you the strength that's gained from going through pain once it subsides. That was one of the things it said. It also says that pain teaches humility. It said pain teaches empathy. Um, pain positions us to be successful because it says it builds resilience and it also um, builds that strength we talked about, right? And also it creates character and it makes us adaptable. And I thought about those things and I was like, you know, everything that said is very true, right? We, we develop character, you know, we, we, we gotta get humble sometimes. Some things will make you so humble. You just don't even know how to get any more humbler. You just humble, right? Completely humble. Um, it creates empathy. I know for me, um, I've seen my personality change over the years because of things I've gone through that made me way more empathetic than I used to be. And I was saying, you know what, these, these, these six points are really, really true. So I, I wanted to see, I wanted to ask each of you, you know, is there a particular characteristic, right, that you think that you've developed by going through your pain that has helped to propel your purpose into being birth? Okay, you just hit both of them. Um, strength and empathy, and it has helped me as a reporter. But going back, I think that I used to, if you all had met me, I don't know, Kel's known me forever, but 25, 30 years ago, I thought I was the weakest human being on the planet with no confidence whatsoever. And I look back on my life now and I'm like, baby, oh, no, no, no. How strong is it to come through some of the stuff that you have, and you are still here. And in my half right mind sometimes, y'all. <laughs> half right That's mind. All of us right now. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I'm gonna publicly share this with you. I was talking to a therapist and um, actually it was the therapist of another person. I won't go into the details, but the person called me and said, I heard you're in, uh, working on your master's. And I said, yeah. And they said, can I just share this with you by law? I should not be discussing some of the things that I've discussed with the other person, but you have got to be one of the strongest people I've ever met. And I'm thinking, huh? He's like, Annette, people come in my office and want to, they've lost a nail that morning and they can't cope with life. Huh. You're in 
graduate school, you've done this, this, and this. And in that moment, I learned, you're really strong in it. You're real. And I look back on the stuff and I'm like, or I look at stuff that I've written and I'm like, how did I do that? I don't even remember. You just go through the motions. I think Kel touched on this earlier. You're just going through the motions existing day to day and you don't even know how you got there. So through all of that pain, I, I think I'm one of the best listeners. Um, I, I have met people that will say to me, okay, I ain't going to talk to them other stations, but I'm going to talk to you in it. Why? Because I feel comfortable and I, I may not have gone through what they went through, but I'm empathetic, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Sympathetic, empathetic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what's that song with Whitney? I'm every woman. I just felt like I can, I can feel it. I always feel it. And it can get you in trouble sometimes, but you know, you want to take on the world, but you can't do that. But I think for me, it was empathy and a sense of strength. And if, you know, I'm always the scariest, scaredest person in the room, terrified to do anything. But you, I, listen, that's just my two cents. So it All gave right. me a sense of strength and empathy that, you know, I don't know if I would have had had I not gone through. So there, there's a reason behind some of this stuff that you go through, but you got to hold on hold on, like Kelly said, hold Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Tanya, what would you say are two characteristics that going through your pain helped you to be successful in birthing your purpose? Um, so I would, I would say humility for me and character. Um, but I think you touched all six of them are applicable, but humble, being humble really helps you to have empathy, right? And so um, the, that's one of the characteristics that I really, really try to um, make sure, especially for God, that it speaks about all in, all in the Bible about being humble, having humility, not being boastful, um, always. Um, for me, I'm, I'm learning as I, as I get older, it ain't about me. Right. And so I really look at when people because years ago I was very, I would call myself a little bit opinionated. Um, and so being going through those some of the pain and watching my dad specifically go through excruciating pain as he went through his cancer journey, I just became very humble and just very grateful. Um, and you know, when we're in it. We, we're not as um, grateful, right? But when you come out of it and what God can do when you come out of it and how his glory, his, his, he gets all the glory for it. For me, humility is important. Character is always important because you know, people know for who you are and they look at character. I always tell my girls, how you carry yourself, having integrity, that builds character. Like no one can take that away from you. Right. And so it's important as as women, as young girls that we impart building honest character around who you are and whose you are and just staying true to that. And so I think those two things for me really um, um, just keep on defining But that humility piece. It's hard, but it's necessary. And I love it. I love showing God that I can be humble. Um, and show humility to to anybody. I, it's, to me, it's not um, it's not a sign of weakness. It's in the word. Y'all here are Christians, so you know we're talking to a, a whole audience of different backgrounds. But it's still applicable. 
Absolutely. Um, that humility piece is still applicable no matter what denomination you're a part of. So that's my two cents, Shankara. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would never have said you were thought you were opinionated. That that what I would have said about me, because that was definitely me um, maybe 15 years ago. And it's amazing how we change. And, and Tanya can she can attest to that. I mean, I would not be upset if she said it because it was true, right? Yeah, you have to thought, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I, think, right. I mean, I have been as opinionated in car, but I think us together was woof, a force to be reckoned with. Um, but but yeah, Shankar, you've done a you've done a 180. Um, honestly, over the last 15 years, like just your, you're just so open to hearing and listening. You've become a great listener. Um, humility is something that you definitely um, have that characteristic. And empathy, you really become a lot of very empathetic. Um, you put I'm yourself sorry, in people's he's shoes. On me. You know? He's working on me. Let me say yeah. that. He's, I'm telling you, that pain you go through, it will Ooh. birth some empathy. It will birth some humility. It will birth some character. It will birth <laughs> some strength. It will give you some resilience. <laughs> All those things they, that that article said were yeah. 100% spot on. And I, 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 as I say, I resemble all of them. How about that? I resemble all of them, as we say, you know. <laughs> so it's I, I, hard when you're going through Shankar because it's it not is. there to for vengeance because, you know, there's, there's the other right. other exactly. the, uh, side of the spectrum, right? You can be vengeful in some of that stuff. But once you get quiet, and I cannot emphasize that enough because when Tatanya opened the show, she talked about us being quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, even Kelly yelled at me this week. Hey, what's going on? You've been a little quiet. And I'm like, hey. Lot going and don't on. isolate, right? Because Kelly knew to check in on you, right? So, and yeah. you may have just been, it's okay to be quiet, but isolation yeah. is what we don't want our sisters to feel right. like. Reach out but to I somebody. Also, I also know that he's telling me, okay, you talk to your girlfriends a little bit. Can you talk to me, please? Right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. There it is. There it is. You have to connect. And I make sure, I don't know, we didn't talk about this, you guys, but I journal a lot. And I my week won't go right. I don't care if it's five seconds, five, 10, just thank you for something that day, opening your eyes, whatever, you know, not getting hit rear-ended by the car that rear-ended the other guy, whatever it is, just take a moment. So that quiet time T was important. I'm I'm glad you spoke about that at the top of the hour. And that's so true. You talk about that. That's a hundred percent spot on and that, and talking about that isolation, um, you know, and I think all of us here who are all, we're all friends to stars and we all have different relationships with each other. Right. And so for Kelly, I'm the, I'm that, that check-in partner. I'll text him like, you've been quiet. What's going on? I'll call it, <laughs> haven't heard from you. What's going on? And she, and so we have that, we have that kind of a yes. you know, kind of bond and stuff. And so, you know, Kelly, Definitely. let me, <laughs> so let me ask you, Kelly, you know, when you think about two characteristics, right, that we kind of talked about here on the show today, um, that you've developed, right, in your pain, going through your pain, which two would you say have been helped you to be most successful, right, again, in birthing your purpose? Mm, Been most successful. Um, So that's kind of a little bit of a twist that has allowed (laughs) me to be more successful. Um, Because I was thinking, you know, what immediately came to mind is not being judgmental. Um, and, and, and not, you know, when, when people come to you with your stories or you, or you have something that needs to be addressed, um, not prejudging that person or that situation and being able to look at it with, with fresh eyes and with that empathy, with that understanding that I haven't walked in your shoes, (laughs) I haven't lived your life. I don't know what you've been through that have brought you to this point. So who am I? to 
to be like, well, you know, if I were you, I would have dig and, and what you need to do. No, listen, you know, be, be a, be, you know, like you are Shankar is, a, is an amazing listener. <laughs> you know, um, I can say that for me <laughs> but now sometimes i do that you've been listening to it a lot too. i do that too <laughs> you listen to a lot but um but really just you know listening and being empathetic and having kind of a tender heart toward that person or that situation i think um is really important and being prayerful for that person because you don't know um, the ins and outs of what they've been through or, or how the situation has come about. So just being prayerful because, you know, we said this earlier, God sees all. And so he sees beyond what we can see. And so um, just being prayerful for that person or for that situation. Now, I think the second thing, um, tremendous growth for me is in endurance and resilience. Um, I'm good. I'm a good cut and runner. Mm. You know, but fight or flight, flight, flight was always my thing. Mm. I'm a good cut. I I was an expert in cut and run. <laughs> okay, um, ain't working out. Gotta go. Don't like you know. I don't care what it is. Where I'm living, my job, a business, whatever it is, a marriage, whatever it is. Like I'm out. Got to go. Ain't working because I didn't want to feel that pain. I didn't, I didn't want to, y'all laughing because you know, I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't want to go through, you know, what it is. But when you do, when you do, mm. and, and, but you have to have discernment to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Right. <laughs> What's that song? You have you to absolutely know, do. you have to have. Yes, discernment on when to do that. And so I think that's the other thing is, is, is learning that discernment of when, you know, um, this, this is toxic. So it's time. So you need to cut or, mm. or this, or this understand this is going to eventually is hard right now, but it's going to eventually be good. So hang on in there and tough it out. So it's that it's building that discernment as well. Um, I think that has um, helped me be successful in different experiences in different arenas. Yeah, I, I, I think those are the key things, just the resilience, the endurance, growth in that area, and just not being judgmental. Absolutely. I read a, I read a quote from a guy, I don't even know who he is, but his name is Kirk Jackson. And he said, joy won't feel so good if it wasn't for the pain. And that's a statement. That's a tweet. It is. Kurt Jackson, I don't know who he is, but I'm going to give him his credit here on the show because that just really, when I saw it, it's kind of like, whoa, say that again. That's 100% true, you know? True. Yeah. So I'm going to toss it over to Kelly. You know, we, we've all been kind of going around, having a roundtable discussion today and talking about different things and uh, different topics and how we've coped and how we've, how we've grown by going through our pain to get to our purpose. So Kelly, is there anything in particular that you want to, you know, talk about as it relates to that topic today before we begin to wrap the show up? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, thank you for, for um, giving me that opportunity because I've been thinking as I've been listening to to everyone's comments and listening to um, what everyone has been sharing um, from their personal experiences and how we've grown um, 
it hit me that we have grown. And, you know, I have, I, I remember, you, you guys remember that part, and I hate to bring this up, the color purple, when, when she's like, I am, but Lord, no, I am here. I am here. And so once you have endured the pain and you've, you filled in the cracks of your vessel with clay that strengthens the vessel, right? <laughs> once you've done that, and once you've, once you understand what your purpose is, then the next step, what is the next step? And this is something that I think we have to, you know, um, to always keep in mind is um, we never stay in that place. We're always growing. So what's next? Um, we've got, we've had some wonderful things going on in our lives over the past couple of months that we can all share, even in the past year that we can all share, but we can't stop there. What next? And what have we learned about addressing obstacles and what have we learned about um, how to move past things to keep moving forward that when something else comes up because it will yeah. we can get past we can we can move through it a little faster so that we can continue to build toward our purpose and even that more higher purpose um, because I think you know we've got interim purposes sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know I used to think that my purpose was singing and um, and music, and and it, it probably was in that season. But then he says, "Okay, now, mm -hmm. now go up a little bit higher." Mm -hmm. So what? How do we? What is what is that thing that we need to do to make sure that we are experiencing each the next level for ourselves? Um, I think that's kind of the question that I had. Um, what next? And how do we make sure we get to that next? Mm. Um, so what do you what do you what do you think, T? He's gonna call me. He's come over here looking out the window. <laughs> I said, I know Kelly's gonna call me. I was trying to be quiet so I kept my thoughts together, but um, for me, what's next? Personal development for me is important. Always, mm -hmm. always continue to work on myself in all areas, especially specifically areas that Shankara mentioned that the guy mentioned strength and humility and character because that's how you grow. You're never going to outgrow your personal development. You always have to continue to work on yourself. And that's intentional for me, like always um, doing things that strengthens um, my mindset um, Self-care is important to me, continuing to do that because I don't think it's selfish. You need it. I used to, but now y'all, I'll be at the spa every month. Um, so I really think in order for me to get to the next level, continue to work on Tanya, continue to strengthen my relationship with God, continue to strengthen my sister-girl friendships, be there, be a listening ear for those, for those women. Um, no, judge, no judgment, um, stop the opinions, right? Um, and if they don't ask for your opinion, I ain't gonna give it. Are you good with it? I love it. Now, if you ask for my opinion, then 
And sometimes I would give unsolicited opinions. I'm working on that, y'all. That's because sometimes you just can't keep quiet, especially when you love someone so dearly and they may be going down the path that you know is destructive. I can't help but to talk. That's just, I can't. We are our sister's keeper, Chief. We're our brother's keeper, right? That's right. But some people don't want the opinions. And sometimes they you want it more than they do. And so I'm learning. So just continue to really grow and strengthen relationships with God, my personal development, my sisterhood friendships, because those are important. My relationship, just all my relationships, just really trying to focus on the needs of others and yes. not so much of me. That's yeah. Me. Yeah. You talk a lot about relationships and I love that because we need each other. Um, my mom used to always talk about this African proverb that said, I am because you are, you are because I am. And so, you know, just that and, and to have those, those special people in your circle who know, who, you know, love you and have your back, you know, God has your back, but there's certain people in your circle that, you know, or you should have that has your back and um, loves you and knows and wants the best for you and will give you unsolicited advice, even if right. you don't want, because they right. love you. I see right. you going into a burning building. I'm not going to sit back and, well, that's your choice to go that's to your- that burning building. <laughs> if I love you, I'm going to be like, girl, it's burning over there. Get your tail out. <laughs> Solicited or not. <laughs> All right? Exactly. That's a good analogy, Kelly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, Shankar, what do you, what, what do you say? How do, what's next? How do you go? How do you go from, from pain to purpose to, to your next purpose? Like, how do you keep it moving? For me, I have been in this place for about, it's going probably going on six years now. And I mean, that's being real transparent where I just know he's doing something with me and I can't figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. So for me, there are like three words that I tell, I say, I've said this and I keep saying it. For one is clarity. I think you got to mm-hmm. get still and you got to get clarity, right? When you're going through whatever you're going through, one of the things you have to get, you have to get clarity. Yeah. You, need to, you need to get clarity, yes. right? For me, it's getting clarity on, okay, Lord, I'm going through this. You know, I know I got a, I know I got a lesson to learn. Let me get, let me clarify what that lesson is, right? So I can be able to take that clarification I've got, put it into a plan, right? That I can then use the next time, right? I have yeah. to deal with this particular uh, a, a point of where it's painful, something's painful in my life or something's going on. So clarity. Um, Tanya said it best too for me. I am very much into, although I can't say I'm as aggressive as she is, because when I tell you she is about all uh, that personal development, I can't even keep up with how many podcasts, books, television shows. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'm telling <laughs> Yes. But so I, true. what'd you say? Girl, do you go to work? What'd you say last time, Shad? Do you go to work? I mean, that is the podcast queen. If it's a self-help podcast, she is on it. Okay. Let me yes. tell you that, right? So and, true. And I and I and I, I applaud her for that. I appreciate that. I just don't have the time. I'm trying, I'm trying, right? Um, because I think we all as, as sisters and girlfriends, we learn from each other. And I think you have to like I look at Tanya for certain things, I look at Annette, look at Kelly, you know, all my sister girlfriends and my sister stars, as I call them who are around me. I think you one of the things too, you have to learn how to surround yourself with people who are gonna not only tell you when you're wrong, but also elevate when you need to be elevated. It's, it's, a, it's a give and take situation. So yeah. I'm very intentional, which is my second word. I'm very intentional about how I'm moving in my life right now, because I think that when you don't, when you just go through life and you don't really have a, you don't have clarity, 
and then you're yeah. not intentional about that clarity that you've gotten and you're, and you're executing it, then you become, you become subject to, as my pastor says, we also put everything on God. Everything that happens in our life is not always on God. It's on us, right? So you have to be intentional about what you're doing and how you're moving through life. So clarity, being intentional. And then also, like I said, for me, being um, more empathetic, right? Um, because I think it helps me to be, it help, helps to open me up to new experiences and to see things differently than maybe the, the way I saw them. Because when I tell y'all I was a number one judgmental queen over here, I, I take that badge and put it on say I was, not anymore. Now I keep my mouth shut and I've learned that my story is not everybody's story and how I see it is not how everybody sees it. But if you had met me 15 years ago, oh, I'd have had an answer for everything. A uh, reason for why for everything, and and and, and let somebody do somebody that does that. All of us know Shankar that long. We know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and, he has, and I'm telling you, going through some things in my own personal life, and then I think just growing up. I think as you grow into your own, um, as a yeah. woman, you grow into your own womanhood. You begin if, if you're if you are in tune to who you are, you begin to look at yourself. You do that that self. Mm. Right? That introspection you do, you start yeah. looking at yourself. You start saying, hey, "You know what? What can I do differently? You know mm. what? What do I want to be known for? And I don't want to be known for being judgmental. I don't want to be known for being." A but Shaka, I want to ask you this. I don't mean to cut you off. You just hit something because you are acknowledging, right? That's the first oh, part. Is that you know, 15 years ago, and Shankar is nowhere like that is like today. She is a she has done a, a 180 because that she's done the work, right? Um, but what was the pivotal moment, Shankar, that you had to sit back and reflect and said, did someone say something to you? Was it um, something you just realized and said, you know what, let me take a step back? Because there was a year, you, you remember this, and I remember this, for a year she went silent. Mm -hmm. She went silent for about a year. Mm -hmm. I knew she was doing work on herself, but she did. She intentionally went silent for about a year. But what was, some, was, this, what was the moment that you said, I got to work on me? Since we're all being transparent here today, and my, a lot of listeners who don't necessarily know, I went through a divorce in 2009 is when my divorce was going. I was going through my divorce. And it was a time I had to do a lot of reflection for me, right? There's a lot of things that had happened in my marriage. I just was like, I don't even know how this happened, how I got here, who I ended up with, a whole, whole lot of stuff, right? And so when I went through that period, I was going through a period of trying to figure out, you know, and I'm being honest, you know, you know, my ex-husband and I, we own properties together. We had done pretty well for ourselves. Um, and now, you know, it's gone bust. And I'm sitting here looking at how I'm going to sell all these houses, how I'm going to do all these different things I had. I had a, a daughter that was three years old at the time. We had a daughter in college. So we had one that was uh, 18 or 19 and one that was three in college, right? And I'm sitting there trying to figure out how I'm going to make all this work. And I said, you know what? I, first off, how I get here? How did I get here, right? And I had to be honest with myself. And I had to say, and, and those of you who know me know I said, you know what? I can't put it all on him because I, I, I chose him, right? I can't put it all on him. I got I to I have to own my stuff too. So I began to own my stuff. And mm. in owning my mm. stuff, I began to see my own imperfections, right? Mm. And I began to say, you know, well, I wouldn't like this about me either. Well, I wouldn't like that about me either if it was me. And mm. I began to do that, begin to do that I call it sifting, sort of sifting through my personality, sifting through mm -hmm. what I what I um what I had gone through. And I can tell you this, and I say this all the time: you may when you go through trials and tribulations, you may not always know what it is you're trying to get to, mm -hmm. but you know what you don't want to have happen again. And when you right. do, when you start looking at it from that perspective, 
you begin to be able to, to realize not only, you know, what you did wrong or what, what you could have did better, but also, you know what? You're an important person and you shouldn't hmm. have to let yourself go through this. You shouldn't have to let yourself be exposed to this. And you begin to have a deeper appreciation for you. But in having that deeper appreciation with, for yourself comes you having to do that work to make, your, to make sure you're somebody that, whether it be a business relationship, personal relationship, whatever kind of relationship it is, that you are somebody that you can be, you feel like you bring something to the table, right? That, that can help to um, empower the next person or to help to elevate the next person or to be a good, good partner for the next person. And yeah. so you begin to you do that, you do that work. And so you, you get to that point where I, I went to that point where I had this headed like go silent. Yeah. And I've said this to Tanya and I said this to Kelly before. Going through that experience made me realize there is nothing, when I say nothing, that is too powerful for our God to help you overcome. And that's real talk. And I say that to say I saw things happening that I couldn't even figure out how to get lined up in my life to move to, to move this, 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 this issue was being moved out of the way. He was solving it with this. He was moving uh -huh. this issue out of the way. He was solving it with this. I saw stuff happen. I couldn't, it was supernatural. It was not, it was not natural. It was supernatural happening around me. Uh. Nothing else taught me then. That's when I became very humble. And I said, you know what, God, like, like Annette said, he knew, he knew I was going to go through this divorce. He knew I was going to do all the things that happened after it. Right. He had already prepared me, but I didn't even know it because he'd already made provisions for me when I didn't even know it. So I say to you, when you go through these things, if you understand and you, you are, as my grandma used to say, hold the God's unchanged hand. You know, from now south of a country girl, right? Hold on the God's unchanged hand. You, you will be amazed at how this too shall pass. But you've got to do the work to one, one now recognize what's going on, get that clarity, right? You've got to be intentional about what you do. And you've got to find a level of humility that helps you move forward. So that has become my, my mantra, right? My mantra is humility, so good. clarity. Huh. And it's it's being and it's being it's being intentional. I am very mm. intentional, even more in the last year or so, having gone through what we were all going through through 2020. I have got even more intentional. And, and I'm gonna tell you, I have learned that being intentional means you have to say no sometimes. And I'm gonna say no. I'd be like, no, I can't do that. Mm -mm. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. That's yeah. not that's not an alignment, right? We're talking about manifestation and alignment. That's not an alignment where he's taking you, where I'm going. I'm learning to do that. And I'm telling you, once you sort of do that, you you begin to find a peace. That surpasses yeah. all understanding. You can be able to deal with these trials and tribulations we have because you've done that work. So I know that's a long that's so version, good. Uh. Of it, but that's kind of why I went why I went quiet for a year. And what I learned from going quiet in that year, as far as helping to um to 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 be better in my purpose. That is so good. And I see you. I see you chomping at that. Is so good. Thank you so much for sharing that, Shankar. Yes, that was okay. so good. So yes. good. Oh my and God. I, I just, if I can just give 30 seconds, Kelly, because I know we're almost out of time, but Shankar kind of wrapped it up in a package. And I said to you all in a show last year, can't remember the way Shankar phrased it, but she asked me about what was next or something like that. And I said, it's about becoming the woman that you were intentionally meant to be. And there's something about the doggone 50s, y'all. And I cannot repeat the word. It's that blankety blank 50s. And you better yeah. get your stuff together. It's about right. becoming who he put you here to be. And I will add this, it's it's nowhere in comparison to Shankar's divorce, but a friend of mine said, Annette, I never hear you talk bad about exes. And I said, because they were lessons, lessons. Absolutely. Get yep. the lesson. Lesson. Get That's right. Not about the blame game. I got a few had something lessons. to do with it too. 
You got some. <laughs> I got some lessons. Inside joke, y'all. We're going to keep on rolling. Inside joke. But I just I just want to leave that before you close, Kel. If you all have, as listeners, have not leaned, learned anything this hour, it's about knowing why you were put on this planet and becoming the individual that you are meant to be. Absolutely. Period. All that other stuff, don't worry about it, babe. Just keep Absolutely. your eyes on the prize. And that's Absolutely. my two cents, Kelly Walker. It's my two cents. Woo! I love it. Keep your eyes on the prize. It's no coming. who's and who's your eyes coming. coming. I promise you it's coming because that's why you're here. That's Be what it. God puts you on this earth for. Do the work, do the personal development work, do the self-reflection that Shankar talked about. Keep the vision in front of you that you have been given that peace that you have for that purpose, hold on to that peace, hold on to that and know that that's your purpose and just go for it, go mm -hmm. for it. And don't let these distractions, don't let anything stand in your way, not even yourself. Absolutely. How about that? How about that? Woo, this is, woo. I'm over here, I can't. I wish you guys could see the, our faces, you know, we over here just crying, sniffling <laughs> because it's, it's real. It's, this is, this has been such a real and transparent conversation for us as we're sharing and we share because we want to see you fulfill your purpose. Absolutely. We want to see you take your pain and turn it into purpose. We want to see you get past that pain. Then get through that pain and fulfill your purpose. That's what we want for you. So thank you so much for joining us today here in the e-lounge. I hope you got something from, from what we talked about today that will help you move even further into your purpose. We love you. <laughs> we love you. We love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. Hey, stay blessed until we see you guys again. Take care. Bye-bye. Take your shoes off, grab a drink, refresh your mind, and elevate yourself to your best life. Take your shoes off, grab a drink, refresh your mind, and elevate yourself to your best life. Take your shoes off, grab a drink, refresh your mind, and elevate yourself to your best life. Okay.